0: Falcon, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. My name is Hawaii Chen Bui. I'm a writer for Slash Film and a pop culture journalist in DC. And I'm joined by...
1: I am Anya Crittenton, a writer at Gay Star News.
2: And I'm Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the DC area.
1: Guess what, guys? I'm back! After... You're
2: back! After two weeks of moving and scheduling issues, I'm back. I was on the, the podcast for the Big Binge, which is a different schedule, so I was able to do that. But... For the actual main podcast, I couldn't do it, but I'm back.
0: And it's good to have you back, Willoughby. Thank
2: you, HT. I'm glad to be back. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, So, let me introduce the episode. We are doing our top five most anticipated movies of 2018. We have not seen any of these movies yet. We're just excited for them.
1: Although, Uh, I do need to mention
2: that
1: there is a bit of a moot point to this episode because the best film of 2018 has already come out. Agreed. And it's Paddington 2. So
0: okay. we're mentioning
1: our films that we're excited for beyond Paddington 2. I
0: guarantee you that Paddington 2 will be in my top 10 of 2018. I Absolutely. Say that. Absolutely. I
2: haven't seen Paddington 2 yet. I saw the first one because we may or may not be doing the review of Paddington 2 next week. Um, It's cute.
0: You seem skeptical, Willoughby, but I guarantee you... That Paddington Two is worlds better than Paddington One, which was a sweet family film. But it has got 2, a lot of hijinks in it.
1: Paddington Two is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's Two goes above your and soul beyond of 2018. Honestly,
1: it will. It will. Also, Willoughby—it has really interesting and fun filmmaking, which I think you will appreciate. And there are a lot of homages to silent films as well.
2: I liked what they were doing with the first movie, where it was kind of like different forms of film, like mm-hmm. with the like the Explorer dude. Yeah. So, like, that was fun.
1: The plotting with Nicole Kidman was a little weird. Um, All right, we won't
0: go too too deep into it, because we'll save that for a review next week. Okay.
1: I just needed to mention that, like, the best film of 2018 already came out, so... Uh, agreed. Sure.
0: Agreed on you
1: Okay. So, we're going to be doing our
2: top five movies that aren't Paddington 2 <laughs> of 2018. So, HT, why don't you start?
0: All right, I'm kicking us off. So, my top five are a little... Uh, mainstream, but there's still movies that I highly anticipate. So my number one movie is *A Wrinkle in Time*, directed by Ava DuVernay, based on yes. Madeleine Lengles' uh, 1962 sci-fi classic *A Wrinkle in Time*. It stars Chris Pine, Oprah Winfrey, Mindy Kaling, Reese Witherspoon, Storm Reid as the newcomer who plays lead Megan Murray, and um, Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Can't, can't forget her. It's star-studded cast, and it's an adaptation of one of my favorite sci-fi novels. So, this book is a children's book about uh, a young girl, Meg Murray, whose father uh, is a scientist and he's gone missing for about a year. And uh, she and her her family have been desperately trying to find him, but uh, he has been mysteriously gone. After after investigating the um, the after researching. Uh, traveling in time and, uh, black holes and other such things. So she stumbles upon these three sort of magical women or f- 3 c- celestial beings, um, who s- push her off onto a quest to find her father and, uh, rescue him from a dark evil being. So it's a very, it's a, it's a good children's story, but it's also a really cerebral sci-fi um, story that deals with themes that you wouldn't expect in a children's novel or a children's movie. And it looks beautiful and lush. And Ava DuVernay looks like she ha- brings a really stunning sort of take on to this more abstract novel. And I'm really excited for it. Yay! Yeah. So my number two pick is um, Annihilation. So, yes. Annihilation is a st- movie starring, starring Natalie Portman, and it, sorry, I just need to look it up. <laughs> it is directed by um, Alex Garland, who directed Ex Machina, and it's based off of a novel of the same, ni- same name by Jeff Vandermeer. So, it's this another cerebral sci-fi film that follows this team of female scientists, um, slash biologists and, and other things who go into this strange sort of disaster zone uh, looking after, looking for Natalie Portman's character's husband, who was a soldier who disappeared into this zone. So it's a weird, like, li- weird space that they don't really know what is beyond it, and it has implications of like this horrific beings uh, in this. Strange zone. So, I'm not really sure what exactly it's about. Apparently, it's very creepy. Um, the second trailer kind of ha- plays it off as more of a horror story, but it looks, it looks fascinating. And I'm really excited about Alex Garland, who directed Ex Machina, which is one of my favorite movies of that year. So, it hopefully will be not be diluted for the audience, because I heard that there are stories of the studios being wary that th- audiences might not be able to pick up on the themes in Annihilation. So it looks moody, intense, and really strange and cerebral. So I'm very excited for that.
1: Also an entire, like, woman cast leading the film. Yes.
0: Um, It has not only Natalie Portman, but um, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson. So it has a really strong cast, and it's very exciting. Uh, My next movie is Early Man. So this is a claymation stop-motion adventure movie uh, directed by um, Nick Park, who was responsible for the Wallace and Gromit series. So he has not made a movie, a feature film in about five years. So this is his return to the Hollywood industry. And it looks like this really wonderful animated film. Um, And we've had sort of a drought in animated films in the past year. So it's an exciting sort of return to form for him and a return to like original films as well. It stars Eddie Redmayne as a stone age man who stumbles upon, oh, sorry, a caveman who stumbles upon a stone age city. And uh, he, this, Stone Age city civilization is threatening his tribe, so he tries to uh, save his tribe and push back the technology of the sort of anachronistic city. And it's really fun and silly, and I'm really excited for more original animation as well. So my next film is... Oceans 8, which is the gender-bent <laughs> film of, uh, the Oceans 11 series, starring Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, a whole other slew Mindy of Mindy Kaling. She's again. in two great She's movies. She's in this two year. really anticipated movies for me. So it is, uh, the gender-bent version of the Oceans 11 series, and it's a sort of sequel to the Oceans series too, because Sandra Bullock plays Danny Ocean's younger sister. And she, uh, recruits a team of highly skilled thieves to help her rob the rob pull off a heist at the met so she's trying to rob a priceless necklace i think off of the neck of anne hathaway's debutante so it looks fun feisty sleek everything you expect in an oceans movie but it's not directed by steven soderbergh but it still has that same sort of aesthetic and same sort of um Tone to it. Is he a
2: producer on
0: it? He is producing, I think, but uh, he's not directing. Um, Who is directing it? That's a good question. Mm -hmm.
2: It's not Paul Feig, is it?
0: It's Gary Ross. Gary Gary Ross, Ross, responsible for the Hunger Games series. True, he directed the first one. Mm -hmm. And then my fifth one is Black Panther. Yay! Yes. So uh, if you notice, my top five have all all have sort of some sort of uh, diverse casts or diverse. Uh, directors behind the camera, and Black Panther is sort of the epitome of that. It has uh, Ryan Coogler directing and major- majority black cast for the first black su- solo superhero movie in the Marvel Universe, and it's incredibly exciting. It has this beautiful Afrocentric, oh, Afrofuturistic, sorry, sort of um, style to it, and it sto- it tells the story of T'Challa, who was introduced in Captain America. A civil War, and he takes on the role of um, the Black Panther, who needs to lead his kingdom as well as apparently pull off a heist of some sorts, because this movie has been described as having political intrigue, having the plot of a James Bond movie, so it looks um, high octane and incredibly fun and sleek, but also a movie that we haven't yet seen before. It's definitely something we've never seen with such a uh, majority black cast and nothing we've even seen in the Marvel Universe, I think, in terms of like the stories they're trying to go for because we don't really see a lot of that royal political intrigue in any of the more formulaic Marvel movies. So I'm quite excited. I love the cast. I'm really excited to see Lupita Nyong'o finally show her face in a blockbuster movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those are my top fives. I'm quite excited for it. Um, I'm going to rattle off a list of my um, honorable mentions after we all finish our top fives. So, uh, Anya. What are your top five movies
1: of the year? Yeah, The Honor of Monsters is going to be fun because 2018 is a pretty good year. Hat. When I was going through the, like, the year, I, I wrote down so many movies and had to narrow it down to five. Um, so first, I'm going to... Um, two of mine double up with HTs, but I'm so excited for them that I can't just like leave them off my top five. So I'm going to do those first, and that's Black Panther because it looks incredible. Um, there are a lot of like franchise films coming out this year, and I'm not excited for... I'm excited for them, but not nearly as much as Black Panther. I think Black Panther, for me, will be what Thor Ragnarok was last year, and that it's, like, something new and fresh and sophisticated and diverse in the MCU that we're just really craving right now, because I feel like the MCU has gotten a little stale, Um, and so I think Black Panther is going to shatter that which I'm so excited for. Um, and then my other one is Oceans 8, because, guys, I love heist movies. I love them so much. I Give me a good heist, and I am happy. I love the Oceans trilogy, the original one with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Um, and I love that this one is connected, because Sandra Bullock is playing uh, the sister of George Clooney's Danny Ocean. And so I love that there's kinda like this in universe thing. I obviously love that it's led by women and I'm just so excited, you guys. I'm excited for it. And women, and it's gonna be the best. Also, not women, but Richard Armitage is in it. I'm so excited (laughs) for him because I love him. And he still needs to break into Hollywood. He did three Hollywood movies. Yeah, but they did not break him into Hollywood. He
0: he is a star waiting to be to be found. He's a star, he be born, a star is born.
1: Yeah, those movies, I mean, first off, they weren't that good. And I just feel like they didn't make that much of an impression as they might have. And so I feel like he still hasn't, like, gotten his chance to shine, really, yet. So, all right, so my other three, um, similar to HT, have a theme with them. um, But rather than, uh, I mean, there's diversity, but mine is more of a LGBTQ theme with all my movies that I'm so excited for. Um, And so the first one is Disobedience, which is a movie starring Rachel Wise and Rachel McAdams. Uh, Rachel McAdams is one of my all-time faves. I love her very much. And it is directed by Sebastian Lelio. And it's about these two women uh, played by the Rachels. And... Rachel McAdams' character um, lives in this Orthodox Jewish town, and she's married to a man, and Rachel Weiss was a childhood friend of hers who left town, and when she comes back, they have a relationship, and they have to navigate this relationship and these feelings between them, but also with, you know, the Orthodox Jewish town that they live in, and I'm just so excited because it's a movie about queer women and one of my favorite actresses, and I just am so excited for it. It's going to be great. Um, My next one is Boy Erased, which is a movie directed by uh, by Joel Edgerton. Do not blame him for Bright, because he's so much better than it. You know,
0: he's had a good year, because he was in one of my favorite movies of the year, It Comes at Night, which... He is underrated in that film, highly.
1: Yeah. He's one of the most underrated actors, I think, working right now. His performance in Loving was phenomenal and entirely overlooked. Um, and he's also not poor man's Dwell Jason Clark. so don't get them confused like I used to until I, the light came to me. <laughs> um, so Boy Erased is a movie that I'm really excited for and I think has the possibility of possibly being a big awards contender next year it's based on a memoir of the same name of a real boy named garrett conley who grew up in this small american town and when he's outed as gay to his parents they force him to a gay conversion therapy program um which is something that is still legal in some states in the united states um a lot of states currently have bills trying to ban it but and which our vice president wants to make legal as well yes and basically what it does is it uses fake science and religion to try and basically like pray the gay out of you and make you realize that being gay is wrong um so he's sent to this conversion therapy program and like obviously it's very traumatic for him and very hard and Lucas Hedges plays uh, the young Garrett in the movie, and his parents are Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe, and Joel Edgerton is both directing and in the film, he plays the head therapist at the conversion therapy program. So I'm just excited because obviously it's something that means a lot to me in terms of storytelling, and I think it could be, you know, a major player next year, and I'm just excited for this to kind of be highlighted, and the fact that it's directed by Joel Edgerton. Is great. Is
0: this his Um, directorial
1: debut? I... I honestly don't know. Um, I know his brother has directed Nash Edgerton. um, And Nash Edgerton is actually doing a movie this year as well Mm. um, that I was kind of excited for, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, But I think it might be his directorial debut. Um... I uh, think it is, actually. He's only done
0: shorts since then. Since until now, i rather.
1: Yeah, and I think his brother is also having his directorial debut this mm. year with a movie that I'm also looking forward to, but I'll mention later. Um So, Editions. Editions. Yeah, I know, the year of the <laughs> Um So, my last film is kind of an asterisk because it says it's coming out in 2018, but it doesn't have a release date yet, so I'm really hoping it's the 2018 film. <laughs> Um, and that would be the favorite, mm. which is uh, Greek director Yorgos Lanthimos' next Ooh. film.
2: Man, he's just kicking butt with the he is one he's, film after another.
1: He's had one year, one
0: release every year. He's
2: like, like. Uh, well, a if his this name? yeah, if it comes uh, out this year, Villain of
0: oh
1: yeah,
2: Villain of is, has yeah. had, like four movies come out in the last four years.
1: Wow. Um, Yorgos Lanthimos did The Lobster, which was one of my all-time favorite films of 2016. And then he also did Killing of a Sacred Deer last year, which I really liked, but not nearly as much. Um, but The Favorite gets to so many things that I love. So first off, it's a period film, which is going to be amazing. Just think about period dramas in the hands of Yorgos Lanthimos. Ooh. Like. So it's about Queen Anne. Uh, played by Olivia Coleman, who was a monarch of England in the 17th century. She was the last monarch of Stuart, England. And basically, it's about two cousins, played by Emma Stone and Rachel Wise, again, mm-hmm. who are vying to be court favorites of Queen Anne in her court. And they, at, as described in the synopsis, like, they're not above, like, um, you know political intrigue and scandal and lying and also seduction Mm. so i'm very excited to see what he does with the period piece um i'm a sucker for them and the fact that it's again three women leading the film and by a director that i really like and possibly some queer lady elements we'll see um i'm super excited for the favorite and hopefully it comes out this year and i didn't just have like an accidental 2019 film in my <laughs> top five. Now that I think about it, Yorgos
0: Lanthimos and a period f- film sounds like the perfect combination because he has this really great gift um, with depicting this discomforting, eerie tone underneath, you know, a sort of picture-perfect picture uh, surface. So I feel like that's perfectly suited for a period drama and especially one that seems so erratically, erotically charged as this one. So I'm excited for this. I never heard of it until now,
1: so thanks, Anya. Yeah, it's been one of my most anticipated films ever since I heard he was doing a, like, a period film. I was just like, oh my god. And I also feel like Emma Stone's a really interesting choice, both for a period piece and for Yorgos Lanthimos.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I'm really excited to see how she does it, because I feel like she's a really phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited to see what she does.
0: All right, Willoughby, let's Hi. get to your top fives. Yes. What are your most anticipated movies of 2018?
2: So I'll start off with my number one, because I feel like that's how we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we've talked a lot about Black Panther, and I will a little bit, but the first one I want to talk about is Avengers Infinity War, the culmination of 10 years of Marvel movies. Uh, it's directed by the Russo brothers, who did Civil War and Winter Soldier, and um, And they've taken on the mantle of the Avengers movies away from Joss Whedon, um, which I'm excited for because they really, I really liked Civil War. Winter Soldier is a perfect movie, and I think that what they're doing here is, you know, it's the setup to a part, two-part movie um, that's, you know, supposed to be like almost like the at least the end of an era for the Marvel movies. Um, They've already have. A Spider-man and a Guardians of the Galaxy set up for after Infinity War. So, this is definitely going to be like like a at least the end of a chapter. Um so I'm excited for it. The trailer lo- lo- gave give me gave me goosebumps every time I've seen it in theaters in front of Star Wars. Um and so I'm just like above and beyond, I'm excited for Avengers: Infinity War because I've been, you know, a fan since Iron Man. So like this is kind of it's wild to sometimes think about how Iron Man was such a small movie in comparison to like what we're getting now. Um, so Avengers: Infinity War is my number one. Uh, we've already talked a lot about Anni- Annihilation, but I just want to say that I'm very excited for it as well. I love Ex Machina and everyone in this movie is amazing. Uh, Natalie Portman has been my celebrity crush since. Oh, when was The Phantom Menace? 1999? It's a while now. Um, and she's an incredible actress, and, uh, it's cool to see Gina Rodriguez in a major motion picture as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: this is her big motion pic, like, blockbuster debut. Yeah, you know, ex- yeah,
2: she's been doing Jane the Virgin for a couple of years now, so it's cool to see her do something else. Um, so yeah, Annihilation. We've talked a lot about Black Panther. I'm very excited for that movie as well, because Creed was one of my favorite movies of 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, 2015. Uh, Ryan Coogler is amazing. Michael B. Jordan is great. Chadwick Boseman was so good in Civil War. So I'm excited to see him lead a movie. I'm so excited for everything about this movie. We've already talked a lot, so I'll move on. Um, I'm also excited for number four, A Wrinkle in Time. I've never read the book I'm planning to, but... um, The trailer has me so intrigued, and so does the plot synopsis, and just the idea of like, like transdimensional travel travel and having like, Interstellar had some of that, like with it, like like love is like the fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's cool to see like where this kind of comes from.
0: I will say, A Wrinkle in Time is a surprisingly simple book. Mm -hmm. Like it deals with themes that are quite abstract and sort of heady for kids, but it never really goes in depth to it. It Mm -hmm. allows you to really fill in your the gaps with your imagination, and that's why the movie is so interesting to me because it's so detailed and so lush that it's almost the polar opposite of what I experienced reading the book. So mm-hmm. it's a really ex- diff- exciting for me just because it's like a completely different perspective.
2: And so my top, my fifth one is Isle of Docs, the new animated Wes Anderson movie.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought I said I love
2: dogs, oh, no. that's not the movie. No, no, no.
0: Um,
1: Isle. <laughs> I mean, we do love dogs. We do. But- yes. We do. I
2: love dogs. Um, but no, Isle as an island of dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his latest animated feature. Um, I think he hasn't done an animated feature since The Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, and so I'm very excited because the trailer has me so intrigued. It looks very funny and very, um, uh,. Wes Anderson-y. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and the cast is great. Brian Cranston is like a dog.
0: Yeah, I'd, I would be excited for that, except, you know, I have my sort of... Um, my hesitations with the... the gl- it, not the exploitative. I don't want to say exploitative. A little
2: fetishization yeah, of, of Japanese cinema.
0: Yeah, exactly. It feels sort of like a service level um,
2: homage to homage like,
0: to Japanese cinema and yeah. everything but I get that I do love Wes Anderson I think he's so perfectly suited towards animation so it's something that I am cautiously excited for I will say I get
2: that I get that a um, the trailer for me just had like so much I was like oh my god it's a new Wes Anderson movie because yeah. like Grand Budapest Hotel is great um, Moonrise Kingdom. I, I've loved most of his movies, so like, um, I'm just very I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I run ran through it p- pretty quickly because we've talked about a lot of the ones I'm excited for.
0: So what? Uh, those are your top five already? Yep. Okay.
2: Avengers: Annihilation, Black Panther, Wrinkle in Time, and Isle of
0: Dogs. All right. Well, I'm gonna go through my honorable mentions, uh, in order of to the top twenty because that's all I have. Good lord. <laughs> So I have my next one is Crazy Rich Asians, which I was a little sad to not be able to put into my top five, but I'm so excited for it because it is the first Asian American uh sort of rom com major feature uh major motion picture so in Hollywood. So I'm really excited about that one. Um, The Incredibles Two, Disobedience, shout out to Anya. Yeah. Uh, Infinity War, Mulan, which is supposedly coming out this year, I think. Um, oh, no idea gonna have this year. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. it's apparently slated for 2018, so who knows? Apparently they're... I'm not sure if it's... Is it Aladdin to- slated for this year? I don't think so. I, like, have no
1: idea about any
0: of yeah. these. Anyways, oh, Paddington 2 was my number 11, but that one already came out. <laughs> and it's uh, the best, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Lean on Pete. Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is a Richard Linklater movie uh, based off of a novel that I haven't read, but I've heard is good. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, Out of the Dogs. Yes. Uh, Mary Magdalene, uh, which stars Rooney Mara as the titular M- Mary Magdalene. Wait, as- does Joaquin Phoenix play Jesus? He does play Jesus.
1: Okay. I love Joaquin I Phoenix, I love Joaquin. So what is I- Jesus, though?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I also love Joaquin and and... Uh, Rooney Mara together, like just as Jesus though. Yeah, yeah. Still, it's Mary. It's Mary Magdalene <laughs> starring Rooney Mara, so I'm willing to let something slide. We'll see. Uh, Creed two, which is supposedly coming out this year as well. Mary Queen of Scots starring Sasharian. Yes. Ant Man and the Wasp, which finally has Ev- Evangeline Lilly's Wasp stepping up into the title role, even though she is the and. And um Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald, which I have a loyalty to the series, despite my problems with certain casting decisions. So, and I'm excited. I'm I like so
1: conflicted about it. I know. I'm, also, the I'm I that the title
2: is The Crimes of Grindelwald, we can't escape it. We can't yeah. push it away.
0: Yeah, but they're going to go to Paris. And it's going to be fun and international. And apparently but guys, the French up,
1: were... Kevin Spacey, after they shot a film, they can replace Johnny Depp. Yeah, but... but really also, there, there's
2: magic launched. in 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 this universe that changes faces, yeah. which was a big plot point of the first Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Also, you said international. Aren't the movies already international?
0: Yeah, but, you know, they're they're globetrotting now.
2: Oh, they're globetrotting.
0: Apparently, they're, each movie is going to take place in a different city in the world.
2: Hey, maybe we'll go to a non-white
0: city soon. That would be exciting.
2: Probably by the fifth movie because knowing these people.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's my those are my honorable
1: mentions. Uh, Anya, what
0: are your honorable mentions? All
1: right, um, so I have a handful that I'll go through quickly. Um, Peter Rabbit because honestly, <laughs> really, I've seen that trailer what? like three times. <laughs>
0: I've seen
2: four different trailers in each movie. Each trailer gives a different vibe of what this movie is, and I'm okay. It's hold on, wild.
1: listen. Listen, listen. We're listening. It's Donald Gleason <laughs> in a silly literary adaptation that looks absurd and adorable, and I don't care. You
2: in know, in one I, trailer, it was a house party, In another trailer, it was a, it was like a we got to save our land from developers
1: tri- movie. I don't know what this you movie know what? is. about. I'm going mean, to give it the, the general, benefit. The- Go ahead. The general premise is Donald Leeson's playing McGregor, who's a famous character from the Peter Rabbit books. Ewan you, you McGregor? Who what? Ewan McGregor? No, Farmer McGregor. Okay. Who doesn't get along with Peter Rabbit because Peter Rabbit steals from his garden and they just have a relationship that is not very good in the books. And the whole premise of this one is that like he comes in as McGregor into the society into this land and he forms a relationship with Rose Byrne, who the rabbits all love. And so it's like they're, like, angry that this new guy is here, and the new guy doesn't like them, and they don't like him, and it's a fun, i jink literary, just let me have this adorable rabbit movie with Donald Gleason. You know what? I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, because I'm sure everyone said the same
0: thing when the first Paddington came out. And you know what? It gave us Paddington
1: 2, the best movie of 2018. Exactly. And to be honest, I'm not expecting Peter Rabbit to be great. I just want to go and see little C.J. rabbits and Donald Gleason. <laughs> Like it's <laughs> not so too hard to Anyway, moving on. Um, my next movie is Permission, which is Bay Dan Stevens movie this year. Um, excited for that. Also looking forward to Game Night, which looks bonkers and stars Rachel McAdams, my girl. Um, Annihilation as well, A Wrinkle in Time as well, Gringo, which is Nash Edgerton's directorial debut with David what... O'Yellowo. I don't know what to do with Gringo. The tone seems so all over the place. I'm excited to see David O. in like a weird, absurd, dark comedy. Yeah, I don't know. Also, Joel Edgerton's in it too. Again, okay, so <laughs> um, love Simon, which is Greg Berlanti's movie about a gay teen in high school. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. We'll see. Yeah, I'm so excited for it, but I've heard like mixed things, so we'll see. I haven't heard um, anything. I'm excited. I've I've become less excited for it uh, as the yeah. time has gone on. I'm with you, HT. I'm, like, still excited, but we'll see. I'm holding totally um, up hope. A,
0: a Quiet guys, Place. You guys
1: can
2: mush off, but I'm, I'm here <laughs> for
1: it. Okay. Um, a Quiet Place. Chappaquiddick. God Particle, which I now found out is, like, an unnamed Cloverfield movie, so oh, yeah. I'm, like, less... Yeah, they changed... What, 10, and, Cloverfield,
2: also... 10 Cloverfield Lane originally wasn't going to be a Cloverfield movie, and then they changed it.
0: Yeah, well, it's sort of J.J. J. Abrams uh, and Bad Robot's way of folding in more obscure indie films into the Cloverfield banner, as to give it a more of a boost up, I guess. Which I kind yeah. of appreciate because they only need to t- to have like one little scene to tie it into the overarching oh, yeah. Cloverfield. Like
2: Ten Cloverfield Lane does an amazing job. It's of a doing great that. film.
0: Yeah. yeah, although I am nervous about God Particle because it's. They pushed back the date, and it hasn't gotten any sort of major promotion it, like, or like But yeah. Ten
2: Cloverfield Lane did the same thing, yeah, so, so I wouldn't I just put be... it past them to do a surprise trailer.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited for it. I really hope they didn't get rid of the God particle element, because I love that in science. Like, the idea of a God particle is really fascinating to me. But it also has David Oyelowo and Goo mubatha so the cast is great. So, um, Avengers as well. Uh, nasty Women which is the female remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Um, Christopher Robin, or Goodbye Christopher Robin, I think. I thought that movie already came out. I thought it came out last year, yeah. But... Wait, no, okay, so hold on, hold on. Which one is the title? So last year was the Donald Gleason one about yeah. the author, A. A. Milne. Goodbye this Christopher Robin. This year is Disney's movie about Christopher Robin, the fictional character played by Ewan McGregor. Oh. With Hayley Atwell
2: cast sounds amazing
1: yeah so it's like a grown-up christopher robin who like doesn't believe in the hundred acre wood anymore is like um, a it's hook <laughs> it it's is hook. hook it basically a um, hook
2: i could have sworn that goodbye christopher robin was the one with donald Lee's. It, it was well, that okay.
1: one i think that one was and this one is just called christopher robin maybe i
2: don't know oh wow so and then we're gonna get christopher robin cloverfield lane uh,
1: yes <laughs> it's very confusing the christopher
2: All robin right. universe <laughs>
1: All right, hold on, only a couple more. Um, Crazy Rich Asians as well. The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, because I love that ballet. Mary Queen of Scots. Holmes and Watson, only because it gets Hugh Laurie back into a comedy, and Ray Fiennes is also in it. Who plays who? Um, Well, Holmes and Watson are played by Will Ferrell and... John C. Riley. I think so, uh, yes. And Ray Fiennes is playing uh, Moriarty, I believe.
2: This movie and just got I- weird.
1: <laughs> and Hugh Laurie is playing Mycroft, I think. Hmm. Mm. I listen. Mm. Hugh Laurie is a brilliant comedic actor.
0: No, I don't disagree with that. that. We, don't, we don't.
1: I don't. I'm not saying anything against yeah, those characters. We those don't actors, doubt
0: Hugh Laurie and Ray Fiennes is just the main. I'm hero.
2: doubting. The premise of doing Fair. a more Feral, John C. Riley, stepbrothers type comedy in the Sherlock Holmes universe, which could be either amazing or batshit insane.
1: Yes. But I will also see literally anything with Ray Fines in it, so. You do, you have seen a lot of bad movies
2: because of these actors.
1: I have. In which so, like, and I will keep do, I am dedicated to my actors. Have so you seen fine. The Post yet? Not yet. <laughs> no, this is like, <laughs>
2: You, you, you see you, the, the, the conversation <laughs> see these we've had about movies. seeing bad movies instead of seeing good movies because the actors are in them. Like Dan Stevens.
0: Listen. <laughs> if Dan Stevens Listen.
1: was in The Post, she'd be first in line. Oh,
2: she'd already seen it by now. Yeah. She'd yeah. seen it 12 times. I would
1: have seen it like twice. All right, last few Widows, The News. Oh, no. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns? Because, obviously. And The Incredibles, too. Oh my list. Awesome. Yay. I forgot to
0: include Incredibles 2 on mine, too. But no, you that did. Awesome. You talked about oh, it. No, you didn't.
1: You included it. Okay, okay, never mind. That was
0: on mine.
2: Is the Ophelia movie coming out? The the, the, the Hamlet movie starring? Oh, shoot. If that is coming out this it year, is that is now. definitely. Yeah, I think it is. I'm just going to put that as an honorable mention, because I'm very excited, because Daisy Ridley.
0: Yeah.
2: And Hamlet. Oh,
1: Hamlet is a great play.
2: So I'm going to run through my... Um, ones real quick. I don't have as many as you guys do, but I will. They are different. Um, not really. They're all pretty much the same. <laughs> so, Ant Man and the Wasp, which we've talked about. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph Two, which we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved Wreck-It
1: Ralph One, so I'm very excited for Wreck-It Ralph
2: Two. The scene I saw Sonic D23.
1: 23 I'm sorry. The scene I saw at D23 was hysterical and fantastic. So great. I'm excited for it too.
0: Yeah,
1: like. Wreck-It Ralph one had a lot of like great. I
2: was I was like pleasantly surprised.
0: Wreck-It Ralph one was yeah basically a pleasant surprise. It was a good original film and it was like part of Disney's whole sort of Almost resurgence. A, yeah,
2: like not not the Renaissance, yeah. but the resurgence. <laughs> um, so because it was like the, it was like the first movie after Tangled, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the Incredibles two, which we've talked about, Oceans eight. That was a weird way of saying Oceans, but Oceans eight, um, Creed two Uh, because I really loved Creed 1. Um, First Man, which is the new director... Not director. The new movie by Ryan da- uh, by Damien Chazelle mm. um, about Neil Armstrong, starring Ryan Gosling. Uh, and I remember the joke that people were like, "How is J- Damien Chazelle going to incorporate jazz into this movie?" <laughs> and Neil Armstrong was a huge fan of jazz.
1: Yeah. So oh my God.
2: <laughs> yep. But I'm excited because I really loved Whiplash. La La Land production value was amazing. So I'm excited for him to do something that isn't music related, um, but will have. As far as we know. As far as we know. But, um, but probably the editing of that movie will be amazing. Um, so, and then Outlaw King, which is the new David Mackenzie Chris Pine joint, mm. which is, uh, their possible first in a trilogy of movies about Robert the Bruce, um, the Scottish king in the 1300s. Oh. Uh, and it's a Netflix movie. And so, and David Mackenzie directed, yes. uh, Hell or High Water. Uh, star also starring Chris Pine and Chris and Heller Highwater was one of my f- the favorite mov- one of my favorite movies of 2016. So I will watch anything that they do together.
0: And it basically established Chris Pine as a formidable dramatic uh, actor. Yeah,
2: and so like if the two of them are doing like a trilogy uh, in in like medieval Scotland about Robert the Bruce, I'm excited for this one
0: Now we know the reason that Chris Pine was growing that beard. It wasn't for he doesn't have time. to have a reason. Chris Pine's hair is know, one of the I know, rocks his... the beard. <laughs> He's so luscious. Chris Pine's also, hair
1: Also, he one has a luscious. beard and a wrinkle in time, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. but also, it could have been for Robert Bruce. Yeah, so
2: it doesn't matter. But either way, I'm excited for that. And those are my uh, runners out of-
0: All right. So, la- now that we've run down our most anticipated movies of 2018, let's move on to the last segment of our episode. I really, 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 really like you. But I need to tell you something.
1: Hey, Anya, why don't you start us off? What do you really like this week? So, this week I binged a little Netflix show called The End of the Fucking World. Ooh, I've heard of that. And I cannot get it out of my head. Um, It's really quick to watch. It's eight episodes, and each episode is like 20 minutes or less. It's based on a graphic novel about these two young British teens. One is named James, and he is a self-described psychopath. Um, love those type of people who wants to like murder his first person and he picks Alyssa who's a girl a new girl at his school and they end up running away together and going on this road trip that goes in bonkers places you don't expect Um, and it's really nihilistic really like misanthropic and which are things I don't normally like but when you like dig past all that this movie actually has a lot of depth a lot of heart and it just really gets to the soul of relationships and finding bonds with people. And it's like sunk into my bones since I finished it. And I just like, can't let go of it. It's like wrapped itself around my heart, I'm getting very like waxing poetical here, but like this <laughs> is how the show makes me feel like I just feel so many things for it. Um, and apparently season one ended where the graphic novel ended And so we're not sure if we're going to get a season two. And I am very conflicted about this because the ending was good, but I need more. Is it open-ended? It is open-ended. Where in the graphic novel, it's not. In the graphic Mm -hmm. novel, there is a definitive ending. In season one, there is an ambiguous ending. But I'm not sure if that's what they were going for and they just want to leave it. Or if they're going to answer some questions. Um, But it's so wonderful. It is really dark. Um, they do a lot of really dark things in the show, but I promise you, like the heart of it, will get you and it won't let go of you. So, end of the fucking world. I love it so much. Cool.
0: I've heard a lot of good things for it, so I've been thinking about picking it up. Yeah. It's a quick watch. Okay. So, how many episodes is it? Is it?
1: Eight, and it's twenty. And they're 20%. all like t- twenty. They're 20 all minutes? like twenty minutes or
0: less. Oh, that's a day. Yeah. Yeah. A day for you. That would take me at least, like, two weeks. What? (laughs) It takes me a long time to binge things nowadays. That's not a binge, then! Yeah, that's true. That's just watching things normally. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, well, you guys should watch it, because it's phenomenal. All right.
2: Oh, Anya, just randomly, have you watched The Marvelous Mrs. Basil yet?
1: I have not. I am conflicted about it. I've heard good things, but I don't love Amy Sherman Palladino. Oh. And her, like, humor, so... I don't know. There are other shows on my list that are more priority. That makes sense. Um, I was
0: not a huge fan of Gilmore Girls either, but I really liked Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But I, I will say, I did like the humor of Gilmore Girls. It was just its subplot that went into two um, sort of soapy love relationships that really put me off. Well, it's off. funny
1: because I loved like the first four seasons of Gilmore Girls, when mm-hmm. the last weren't very great, and then the revival was the worst. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm, I just feel betrayed by Amy Sherman-Palladino. now, so um. I'm like, I don't want to give you any of my time.
2: See, I've ne- I haven't seen any. Yeah,
1: I've only seen the first two seasons of Gilmore
0: Girls. But I will say, if anything, I feel like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a return to form for her.
2: Okay. Okay. So, I'll go next. All right, please do. So, uh, my really like, and because I've been off for a little bit, it's something I've been constantly... talking talking about with my girlfriend it's Horizon Zero Dawn Mm. um, which is the Playstation 4 original video game uh, in which it's kind of the the premise is you're um, like a a girl coming of age in the 31st century in a post-apocalyptic society in which sentient beasts roam, like machine beasts Mm. roam the earth and there's regular animals too but you're in tribes with these different people and you're an outcast and you're trying to not become an outcast. You're trying to be, be, become one with the tribe and you have to go through like a trial to do that. Um, and then that's like the prologue of the game. And then the rest of the game is open world. You're traveling around. You're going on quests and you're like killing these like machine beasts and like, you know, gathering like experience points and like, um, Like, just, like, travel, like, traveling the world and getting to, like, uh, different people and places and see how this world operates. And it's very fascinating, very beautiful game. Um, and it's like you're, you're a hunter and you're, like, on, on quests all the time. It's like Skyrim, but it's not. Mm. Um, Um, and it's just a gorgeous game. It was one of the people, uh, IGN, and all these people were calling it one of the best games 2017, 2016, whenever it came, the year it came out, um, and so I picked it up, and I'm really loving it, because it's, just like, a lot of fun things, you get to, like, kill these beasts, you get to take over them, you get to ride one of them like a horse, <laughs> um, and they're all, like, these, the, they're all modeled after, like, animals, so, like, there's a deer, there's a, a tiger, there's, like, a horse type, there's, and then there's ones that are just, like, not animals, but they're, like crazy, and you get to defeat them, and you get to, like, learn about how the world was and how these beasts became, you know, like, sentient and, like, reproducing themselves and stuff, so. I have only about 10% of the game through, and I've been playing it for two weeks, so it's very exciting. Horizon Zero Dawn.
0: All right. Nice. So, my really like is probably really predictable. I might have been talking about it all episode and raving about it with Anya. It is... Paddington Two. <laughs> um, I probably it's the best. Yeah, I, it is a wonderful sort of escapist, um, optimistic look at how our modern times will be through the lens of modern times, and that's a reference to one of the scenes that they sort of pay homage to in the Charlie Chaplin movie Modern Times, and it's it's just a wonderful earnest. Um, not too sweet film. It's, it's got its, it's got its dose of like saccharin, sort of glucose heavy <laughs> scenes. Mar- marmalade, marmalade. Marmalade scenes. But it's just, it's such a wonderful experience to watch this, <coughs> especially at the time that we're, we are now. I think it's a, it's a movie that comes at a perfect time for us because 2018 has, been, and 2017 have been so horrible. And Paddington 2 is kind of just like this getting Direct injection of joy into your veins, um, and I say that in the best way, just because it it is so feeling and so earnest and so affecting that it goes beyond even like the, the sweet family film of the first one, or even like its its um, the children's stories that it's based upon. So I won't. I'll save more of my uh, reaction for our review for it. But I just want to say I really love Paddington Two, and it cleansed my soul
1: yes i think we should end our episode on one simple phrase if we're kind and polite the world will be right yes (laughs) so (laughs) that is our episode if you guys have any thoughts on movies coming out this year that you're excited about or horizon new dawn paddington 2 or the end of the fucking world definitely come chat with us and where can they do that Willoughby
2: you can find us as always on Facebook if you search for us there we're also on Twitter at Falcon Podcast our blog is Millennial Falcon WordPress well, millennial um, our sound you can l- listen to us on SoundCloud and you can rate review and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play and where can I find you guys on the internet today
0: you can find me at HTranBui on Twitter. You can find me at
1: Anya Crittenton on Twitter.
2: And you can find me at Willby Dobbs on Twitter.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye!